Hi, I'm Billy Hollowell, and welcome back to Talking Thunder. We are talking all about episode three of Sons of Thunder Redemption. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Lucas Miles. How's it going today, Lucas? Hey, I am doing well. I feel like we need some sound effects right there of, like, some motorcycles revving. What about vroom, that? Vroom. Yeah, so, like, right before you announce me, like, you just hear this revving engine. I think, can we work on that in post maybe a little bit? <laughs> we could. We could. You know, I'm laughing because I'm remembering the first time I met you, you actually had a leather jacket on. I don't know if it was pleasant or leather but you had a leather jacket you kind of looked like a biker i you know i've been told i've been told (laughs) i actually you haven't seen me i started uh i'm I'm finished up a project i told myself i'm not gonna shave my beard until i'm done so like the whole month of december i've been letting my beard grow and uh i yeah i i look pretty tough right now i'm not gonna lie I mean, what is going on with you? I, I can't. Uh, I can't. We'll have to address that in a future episode. But um, so episode three of Sons of Thunder Redemption. Now things are kind of kicking up a little bit. You've got Logan working on the ranch. He's emerged, as we talked about last yep. episode. He's he's undercover for the devil's hand. And Jacob has no idea. Right. Jacob thinks this guy's just showing up to work with him on the on the ranch. And then you've got these other devil's hand members who are kind of popping up looking for Jacob, too. It seems like. It's it's kind of a stream of people trying to find him, and he has no idea that this is really. I mean, he has some idea that's going on because he sees it in episode three, right? He sees a couple of the guys and kind of hides, but I don't think he realizes how big this sort of quest is to get him, or maybe he does. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think that he's he's got a lot of street smarts. He's he's sensing that hey, I gotta I gotta keep a low profile. These guys could be after me. But I think that, um, you know, the extent of how high up this goes might not be fully, uh, you know, something he's aware of yet. Well, yeah. And it's interesting at the start of episode three where you see him, he's helping that woman from the from the Addison. store. Yeah. Yep. yep. And it's, it's no, no, in- you're, you're talking about with uh, with Jacob. Yes, I'm sorry, yes. Jacob, Jacob, yep. Jacob, Jacob. He's helping this woman at the store and he's talking to her and then and then he sees the motorcyclist come. He goes and hides and that woman could have sold him out, but she I doesn't. I like her. I She's like one her of too. my favorite characters. Yeah. Is she my uh, Doris? Is she, she going to be the Doris? I was thinking about that this morning, <laughs> but but I trust her completely. I yeah. think that she's, yeah, she's, she's just got great insight. She's, you know, she kind of knows when to talk, when not to. Now, obviously, Logan, you know, kind of uh, um, uh, got one over on her a little bit to, to have her, you know, give him the kind of where Jacob was staying, but uh, she, she understood the assignment this time around and uh, kept Jacob hidden. Well, and they, and then they tell her, and this is how you kind of get a sense of the devil's hand, what they're like. I mean, we've seen a couple of of scenes that tell us that in this episode in particular, um, they're willing to use violence, intimidation, all of that. But, but they tell her if you're lying, we'll know. And so you think, oh no, is there going to be some ominous thing for this woman? Cause they're eventually going to find out that she's lying, right? That she knew where he was. So Yep. Something to keep in mind. Something that will probably. Yeah, I, I'm I sure think happen. she's gonna. I think she's gonna pop up as uh, this. Is my prediction. I'm not seeing ahead. I, I expect her to pop up as as having kind of an important role uh, in the future. Yes. Yeah. Well. All right. So so Logan, we get a little more a little more insight, but not really into who he is. I guess there are a couple of moments like when he pulls over on the side of the road to help that woman. Right. There's a woman who um, Addison is her name. Her car breaks down. And he's helping her. You would assume now maybe he's just interested in her because you think she's pretty. I don't know. But you'd assume a guy like Logan, who's going to hunt Jacob, is not going to be stopping on the side of the road to help somebody in need. Yeah, we kind of see an interesting, you know, side of him in that he, you know, here two other bikers show up and you would think there would be this solidarity, especially they seem to be part of this like broader 
um, network of the devil's hand. And he doesn't really, you know, show his cards that he's a member of the devil's hand and uh, and sticks up for her instead. Now, obviously, I'm sure her her looks probably had something to do with that, but it shows us that maybe there's a little bit more to Logan than we first thought. Yeah, no. And, and then a part of me is thinking, OK, is he is he just trying to put on a show for Addison and others to make it look like, you know, like I'm going to like, is there an agreement between the bikers? Like if you come, I'm going to like pretend to be, we're going to have a fight. And it didn't seem that way. It seemed real, but I'm like, is this just part of his act? Is he really undercover where nobody else knows even people in the devil's hand? I mean, there were so many questions about that, that were kind of popping up in my mind. But I, but the thing that really made me wonder, and I'm sure the viewers are feeling this too, is like, okay, Maybe he's not as bad as we like. Maybe he's bad because this is the life he's lived. He's doing he's hunting Jacob, but maybe there's some real good in him that's going to come out. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's an interesting character. And, you know, to I, I don't want to you know jump too far ahead in this episode, uh, but we see him on the phone with the big boss towards the end. And the boss says, I don't care who your father is. That and made me wonder. Then I start thinking, okay, who's his dad? You know, is this going to be, it's got to be, I got to think it's a character that we're going to know somehow. And, you know, so I started running through of the possibilities there. Oh, I didn't see, I didn't actually go that far with it. It may be one of those shocking surprises, right? I assumed, okay, maybe his dad was the head of the devil's hand at some point, right? I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll find out, but I, I do want to know more about him because here he is. He's willing to do this. He's willing. It makes you wonder if there's some personal. Clearly, Jacob and Logan don't know each other because when Jacob's talking to him, he hasn't really interacted with him. It seems like a new interaction, a new, a new quote unquote friendship right, right. on the ranch. But maybe Logan dislikes Jacob for some other personal reason that we don't know yet. So that's going to be interesting to see that kind of break to see that kind of break down. And then you've got. You know, Addison, right? Her car breaks down. You know she's going to be a character of some sort. When Logan gets to the Gibson Ranch, Addison emerges at the Gibson Ranch because she has a horse there that she she rides there. She's been learning um, from the couple there how to ride. What do you think is the deal with with Addison? I mean, she's what like a biochemical. I don't know. She's brilliant, way, way smarter than we are. What do you think? What do you think's <laughs> the deal with her? Yeah, I, I think that uh, obviously she has an existing relationship with the Gibsons. Um, she has a good relationship with Mrs. Gibson, who sort of trained her and mentored her. We see more of that throughout the episode. Um, and it'll be interesting. I mean, look, if if uh, I'm I'm rooting for Logan, that he's going to have some sort of, you know, redemptive moment in this. And I, I think that there has to be some sort of connection here whether it's a connection between Logan and and Jacob or maybe something that that kind of comes out of Addison's life that we find out more about her that impacts, you know, uh, Logan in this situation. So it's an interesting little uh, uh, web of characters that's developing. So uh, we're going to have to wait and see. Well, and then you've got, <clears throat> obviously, you've got the rodeo. And I'm watching this. It seems like it's a disaster so far. It's going about as well as it would go if you were planning a rodeo. And I'm <laughs> I'm watching the, these people try. They're trying to get people in. They've got Addison. She's a great rider. She brings this friend in um, who is Has no Vicky. idea what she's doing. Vicky. And she's terrible. She can't ride. She, like, messed her leg up. So she's, like, hobbling, right? Yes. Um, so this is who they've got for this rodeo. Do you are they going to pull it off? Do you think they're going to pull this off? Yeah, I mean, I look, it's the it's the theme of the show, right? So I mean, you have to you have to hope that they're going to do something here, but all of a sudden it just got a little bit more complicated 
because uh, Mr. Gibson just has this uh, this accident on his horse right at the end. And so, you know, I think that the 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 challenges are stacking up for them of trying to actually make this thing happen. And uh, I think it's going to take kind of a last minute miracle here, which seems to be what they're setting up, you know, to be able to pull off anything that's going to, you know, run the risk or, uh, you know, give the opportunity to be able to save the ranch. But who we haven't heard from really in two episodes here is Lorenzo Lamas's character Mm. who is, who's trying, Ethan, I think it is, who's trying to buy the ranch other than him saying, I think it was in previous episode that he wanted to make sure that this rodeo didn't happen. So he's I think on the phone, like saying to shut it, telling someone to shut it down. Like, yeah, it seems so, like he had control, right, over so, that situation. So I think that there are a lot more challenges that are coming for uh, the Gibsons and their rodeo than what we have seen so far. Yeah, no, I I would agree with you. And then you mentioned Mike falling off the horse. That part is sort of like, oh no, because when you fall off a horse, that could be really serious, right? You could there's paralysis. There's a million things that could happen. I don't happen want to fall to off my couch, let alone a horse <laughs> with a rattlesnake and everything else. So yeah, I think that Mike's in trouble. I think Mike's in trouble too. It's going to throw a huge wrench into all. I mean, there's already a bunch of wrenches being tossed around. Now you've got another one there, but there was a point in the episode <clears throat> that I really want to highlight because Jacob and Logan, he's trying to get to know Logan, Jacob, and they're talking. And Jacob says that he's like, I got lost for a while. And then I found Jesus. And he talks about how Jesus saved his life. Logan seems sort of horrified by this. He's, yeah, he's like, you don't really strike me as the Jesus type. And and then he says the thing you hear a lot from people on the secular side, talking to an imaginary friend. Um, and then, you know, AKA God, he doesn't believe in God, obviously. Um, and then he says something interesting. And I think as a pastor, you can probably relate to this because you've heard this a million times. He says, I find it hard to believe in that stuff. I've seen too much. What's your reaction to that? Because I bet you there's listeners right now who have had moments where they feel like they've seen too much and it's hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people say that and what they mean is I've seen too much of religion to want anything to do with it. So maybe Mm. he had, you know, uh, a family member that was religious or something like that and just turned him off. Uh, Or sometimes what they mean is they've seen too much pain and suffering and heartache and didn't feel like God showed up to help them and, you know, kind of struggling with the problem of evil. If God's good, then why do bad things happen? And so you you always have people in a spectrum like that. And so as a pastor, one thing I try to do is try to figure out kind of where they are. I have to place them in that spectrum of figuring out are they, you know, are they kind of overchurched or underchurched is how I would say it a lot of times. And and I would relate to them differently depending on where they fit in that in that spectrum. And so um I think that somebody who's who's just been uh maybe brought up in an overly religious, sort of legalistic, you know, environment with a lot of uh uh, you know, baggage from from just the the workings of church. You know, that person is takes kind of really special special uh, uh, handling to help them work through some of that, to help them see that it wasn't God causing the problems, and that the, the, that religion and and relationship with Christ are two separate things. And for the person who's going through maybe just the hardships of life, you know, that person needs to see that God's been there the whole time, and He's been available for them, and even in the midst of suffering, that that you know Christ reigns, and He and He He loves us, and He has a plan for our lives. And I think that uh, you know uh, it, it's still a little early to know exactly where Logan's going to fit in, but I have a feeling that whoever his dad is is going to tell us more about that. 
Yeah, I, that that is a mystery I want to know more about. And then the last thing, you know, as they're having that conversation, Logan, or I'm sorry, Jacob says, you know, a lot of people live for themselves. I know I did once. And he starts to kind of talk about, we don't get the full story, but you get a little more sense of, okay, he was a nightmare. He was a disaster. He was struggling in life and living for himself. And then Logan responds, I live life in my own rules. And it's such a cultural, I mean, that's our culture, right? People are living based on their own rules. And that's always existed throughout human history. But we're seeing a lot of that today. And that doesn't that doesn't go well. We know that that doesn't go well. Um, but as I'm listening to that conversation, I'm thinking, man, I wonder if Jacob is going to bring Logan to the Lord, right? Like that's that's my big question. He's there. Jacob is there. Logan is there to get Jacob. But is Jacob going to get Logan? I, I agree. And I think that, you know, working together side by side, you know, it sounds like it's going to be a couple weeks before the big boss shows up. That gives a lot of opportunity for friendships to develop, even when you're trying, you know, I mean, because he's got to at least fake it that he is friendly with him. You know, otherwise it's going to be really awkward and Jacob's going to be, you know, onto something here. So it's just it's very easy in that time frame to build trust, to have opportunities to, you know, really grow to like each other. And so I, I'm expecting that that's going to be, uh, um, you know, a little bit of a twist there you know, with that friendship. So, and, you know, I was going to tell you on this whole idea of, you know, kind of doing it his own way, doing, making his own rules. Um, I, I, uh, you know, I, I had shared one time I was at a funeral and they played a song at the funeral that the person who had passed wanted played. And it was Frank Sinatra's I did it my way. And I just remember thinking, Man, if there's any song I want played at my funeral, it's not that one. You know, <laughs> I don't want my life to be about the fact that I did it my way. Not and, a Frank you know, Sinatra fan. You hear that listener? Look, no. I love I love Sinatra. <laughs> I love Sinatra, but you know, from from a from if it's if it's the end of the day and I want that song to be I did it the Lord's way more than anything, right? But and so uh, I think that, you know, um Logan has uh, he's got some choices in front of him that we're going to see play out. So I'm excited to uh uh, to see if if Jacob's able to influence him, I am too. I think there's a lot there's a lot to unpack. Do they form a new alliance? Do they end up on the same side fighting back against the devil's hand? That's going to be the really cool part to watch. Or is you know Jacob and or is Logan just a disaster? Is he going to ruin everything? I don't know. We will have to wait and see. Lucas, as we always, thanks see. for joining me today. <sighs> <laughs> oh, you are a crisis. This has been fun. And uh, everyone else, make sure you head over to Pure Flicks and watch Sons of Thunder Redemption. We will be back next week for episode four. And this is Talking Thunder. Thanks, Lucas. Thank you. 